0: Hey there, I'm Ashley, and I'm a proud mama of two beautiful kiddos, a wife, a health and wellness coach, and a middle and high school shop teacher. Hi, I'm Roberta, mama, wife, educator. I'm an entrepreneur and homeschool mom navigating the work-family-social life balance. Together, we will discuss various topics near and dear to our hearts for teachers and mamas, like routines, health, habits, self-care, and so, so much more. Living a healthy lifestyle is for everyone from young children to adults. Health, wellness, and emotional and social well-being starts at home and should be expanded upon in the classroom. Everyone can benefit from the Teacher Mamas podcast. So if you're ready to learn some helpful tips, let's do this thing. Hello friend, welcome to the Teacher Mamas podcast where we love to talk about self-care. And when we say self-care, we really mean that word to be all encompassing and not just this um, popular word and phrase that has been circulating the past couple of years. We really mean taking care of ourselves spiritually, emotionally, physically, mentally, um, and environmentally even. And one of the ways that we, Ashley and I, have noticed makes a huge impact on our mental and emotional health, which then impacts our spiritual and physical health, um, is this practice of journaling. And there are lots of ways to journal. There are um, different modalities. We, we do talk about uh, journaling really early on in the podcast. And I went back and listened. And um, you can tell we're new to the podcasting world. But there's still some great info there. So if you are new to journaling and want a little bit more, you can go back to that episode. I can uh, link the episode number in the show notes. But today, I really wanted to focus on this wonderful journaling prompt that I use, um, I encourage my children to use, and even this series of questions where if I'm having a conversation with someone and they're struggling, um, if my spouse is struggling, I can use these questions to spark conversation. And so they're really wonderful prompts because you can use them with yourself and journaling and answering these questions um, on your own, but they are also able to be used to help others. And so um, I'm just going to go through these. So I have five questions, these five journaling prompts to help. Maybe um, you're feeling something, some sort of emotion and you're feeling or maybe you're feeling stuck or just there's something right nagging at you. And um, so sitting down and just free writing can be super helpful and some people can just sit down and write. But then if you're anything like me, you know, journaling is helpful, you know, writing out whatever it is, is super helpful and you feel better afterwards. It's just that process of getting started. And it's like, I don't know where to start. I I just am staring at this blank page, feeling overwhelmed. And so here are these prompts that are just so helpful in getting started writing and It'll help you um, process either an emotion or an event or whatever it might be. So the first question, um, and I always write out my question. I write it out first because it makes like the process of starting the writing easier. It's like, okay, I've written something down. This doesn't feel so daunting and overwhelming anymore. So the first question is, what emotion or emotions am I feeling? And I either list it out or I write in full sentences depending on what I want that day. But just even a bullet point list is fine. What emotions am I feeling? And I think a lot of times, especially our generation, we were taught to push away our emotions so much so that it's kind of hard to tune into ourselves and even name what those emotions are. We might over label things as I'm feeling angry, I'm feeling anxious, I'm feeling depressed, I'm feeling whatever. And we're not digging deeper into what what's actually um, the underlying emotions. Is it despair? Is it worry? Is it frustration? Do like what are what are the actual specific emotions that I'm feeling? Yeah, it might be anger. But what else? Because a lot of times we're not just feeling one thing um, that's far too simple for our human bodies, right? Like we're way more complex than that. We typically are feeling more than one emotion for a situation at a time. So really thinking through what are those things. And there are great lists online. Like I know I've had to use them. It's like, well, okay, what emotions can I list? I can list, I know, anger, worry, um, sadness, happy. Like you can think of five to 10 maybe, but there are so many more than that. And so it can help me to look at a list. I can bring up like a list of emotions and look at it and say, oh, yeah, actually, I'm feeling really disheartened or um, insecure um, and really get really detailed in what exactly it is I'm feeling. So just by, by doing that, that simple act of naming what it is that we're feeling and providing a name for what it is we're feeling We can start to feel a little bit of a relief, whatever that might be. And sometimes it's tiny uh, relief. Sometimes it's a huge relief just to name it and like, oh, that's what I'm feeling. Interesting. And it kind of gives you that um, separation from it and makes it a little bit less of a scary feeling, if that makes sense. I don't want to dive more into that. So I'm just going to move on. That was the first thing. What um, emotion or emotions am I feeling? And then number two, where am I feeling the emotion or emotions in my body? So this is where I write out I'm feeling tight in my shoulders. My jaw hurts, which means I've been clenching it. Um, do I have a headache starting? Do I feel just blah all over? Um, Am I feeling it in my eyes? Is my chest tight? Does my stomach hurt? Where, what is my, how is my body cluing me into something is going on emotionally? Where, so where am I feeling that? And so this really promotes self-awareness and it really helps us to get started in releasing that emotion instead of holding that emotion tight, which can lead to a block in our energetic system. This question helps us think through where that is and Um, This process then of journaling will help us then release that emotion and you'll be able to notice because typically wherever you felt that feeling in your body by the time you've released the emotion throughout these next journaling prompts you've released the emotion and all of a sudden that body part feels better, it might not feel completely better but you might be noticeably, let's say you have um, like a a headache starting and you're like, you know what, the pain is at a six. Well, maybe after all the journaling prompts and working through the emotions and your body relaxing because you're working through whatever it is, it's like, okay, well, my headache's not gone, but it went from a six to a three. And that's notably a huge improvement, right? So noting um, where you feel it in your body Gives you that self-awareness, but also, you know, checking back in when you're done and saying, oh, hey, I don't I actually that tightness in my chest is gone or whatever. My jaw, I I notice my muscles relaxing and I'm not clenching my jaw anymore. So then the third prompt uh, to ask yourself is what happened to make me feel this way? And this can get really interesting. Because there's always a surface level thing like, okay, I know what triggered me or um, I know what it is that or I think I know what it is that made me feel like I needed to clench my jaw, for example, Um, like I'm feeling stressed. And so here's where you really vent. And what I've noticed is like I will maybe it was like, oh, I had a pang of anxiety when I saw a specific person out and about okay, well, I saw that person. That's why I have the anxiety. So then I, I keep asking myself, well, why, 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 until I get to kind of the root. So if, if I don't feel a little bit better in the, where I feel like I'm holding that emotion. So like, again, if it's like the tightening of the jaw and I feel like my jaw is hurting and I'm clenching, Um, what happened to make this, to make me feel this way, if I'm if I just say one thing and I'm still clenching my jaw, it's like, okay, there must be something else. And so like, okay, why did that upset me? And going deeper and keep asking why to yourself um, until, until you feel a sort of relief or you feel like there's nothing else you can say. But really this, this question is where a majority of the venting takes place. What happened to make me feel this way? Well, this. A, B, C, and D. All of these things are what's bothering me right now, and here's why. Okay, so that's that's what that is. What happened? And then number four, or the fourth prompt, is why did this make me feel this way? So again, it's just like this is what it is, this is what happened, and digging deeper. Why did that make me feel this way? Why did it make me have such a huge reaction? Um, so like right sometimes we can have this huge reaction to something that seems small like my kid um, our kids might say something or decide not to listen to us and of course there's multiple different factors here right like that's not like they're actively deciding not to listen to us most of the time it's like they didn't hear us or got distracted or whatever it may be but Sometimes like that small little thing of you didn't hear me can be like huge. It can feel huge. And that happens a lot in parenting and in teaching. It's like one little tiny thing happens and we're set off. And so it's asking why did that happen, right? Why did it make me feel that way? Is something small. Is there something bigger that happened earlier that's been kind of building Um, Has it been a whole bunch of little things that have been building to this moment? Is there maybe an unprocessed trauma or event from my past and whatever just happened took my body back to that? Do I need to process through something that happened before? And it's just, it's, it's going through the why, why did that, why did it make me feel that way? And then finally, after venting, after kind of analyzing why we felt that way, the final prompt that I use is um, kind of generic. And so it can be adaptable, but uh, what can I do differently next time? So if the situation happens again, what can I do differently? And it might look different. Like if there's an unprocessed trauma, maybe this part is what can I do? And what you can do is figure out how to process through that trauma, whether it's seeing a therapist um, doing some like emotional freedom technique, tapping meditations to release trauma, um, talking to someone about it, journaling about that specific trauma, going through these five, you know, prompts, but related to that trauma. Um, There are, you know, and there's of course little trauma and big trauma. And so, use your discretion at what you think you need to get through that safely. Um, But if it was maybe like my, um, like, here's a big, huge example, right? The kid's not listening and not hurrying up to get out the door in the morning. That's happens to all of us at one point or another. Like I need to be in the car at this time. Why don't you have your shoes on yet? Right. And so, um, this is the time where we think about those solutions and be problem solvers. What can we do so that this doesn't happen again? Or how can I like be more patient? Okay, well, next time I'm going to take five deep breaths before I respond. Or um, next time I'm going to have a visual timer for the kids so that they have a visual timer to help keep them on track so that it's the timer nagging them and not me. There are this is just the time to problem solve. So even though I say, what can I do differently next time? It might just be, what do I need to do now right now to get out of this? Maybe it's, um, I have a bunch of this pent up energy. I need to go for a run to get this energy out of my body. Maybe it's, I need to do a meditation or a tapping, or um, I need to have a conversation, whatever it is. What do I need to do now? What, Can I do differently next time? What can I do to make sure it doesn't happen again? Whatever the question needs to be for problem solving to happen, to move forward. What do I need to do to move forward and not stay stuck? Right. So maybe that would be a better question. What can I do to move forward uh, in a way that's aligned with your values and helps you feel um, more aligned and better uh, as yourself? So those are those five questions. I think they're super great, super helpful. Sometimes um, I need to to journal through those things. And it can be as simple and as short as five minutes. That's happened sometimes when I'm teaching. It's like, okay, I'm going to take the first five minutes of my prep. Something happened. I'm going to quickly journal through uh, what this is. Instead of letting my mind ruminate on it over and over and over again, I'm going to get it out on paper. It's going to be out of my head on the paper. And I'm going to problem solve, I'm going to make a plan, and then I'm going to move on. I'm going to deal with the other things that I have to do in my day, and I'm not going to worry about this anymore. I'm not going to think about it anymore. I have a plan. It's written down. This is what it is. Um, So this is, I mean, there are just a a myriad of situations where this can be super helpful. And um, I hope that you found this helpful. So, you know, uh, save this episode however you can on your um, listening app so that you can come back to it when you need to, to to hear those five prompts. You can also go check out the Teacher Mamas podcast on Instagram. And I have this beautiful graphic that I created that has these five prompts listed for you. You can go head over to Instagram and save that um, post so that it is accessible to you at any time. So go ahead over to Instagram and do that. So with all of that, I just want to say that we are so grateful for you, for coming back every week, for listening to our tips and tricks, for telling us what resonated with you on Instagram, for sharing this with your friends. We are beyond grateful because it's, it's your word of mouth that increases the reach of our podcast and so we are very grateful for you. If you have enjoyed this podcast or enjoyed maybe multiple episodes from this podcast, go ahead over to the um, Apple podcast app um, and find our podcast and go give it a five star rating and maybe a couple sentences of a review. That is one of the best ways to get the word out and promote the podcast is by reviews on Apple podcasts. Um, at this time, other apps don't really have the same rating system. So um, Apple Podcasts is the best place to do that. So again, thank you so much for listening and we'll talk to you again next week.